culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everybody, this is Vanessa. Cole is in the middle of a really intense workout session right now. He is focusing on his biceps. Uh, He did quads yesterday, so he's still got a little bit of a burn there. But I'm going to be doing the intro alone. How romantic. It's just you and me. Okay, what we've got coming up is a special live show with the cast of Freaks and Geeks. We'll take care of all the donation shout-outs on our next episode, but for now, feel free to go to popmyculturepodcast.com to help support us. Just click that little donate button, and all your wishes will come true, maybe. Also, leave a comment about the episode and your answer to our first question for a chance to win a, drum roll, Freaks and Geeks script book, volume one, signed by all our guests. It's a really awesome book, too. So now, let's get to it. Thank you guys for being here. We are at the Improv Comedy Lab on Melrose. Woo! <laughs> Which, uh, yeah! the live audience is indifferent about. <laughs> That's Meh. all right. Uh, this is our first live show in Los Angeles. It is. So thank you guys for being here for this. Uh, it's a very cool show uh, featuring so members cool. of a little show that we like to call Freaks and Geeks. Because that's what it's called. So uh, we'll bring them out in a second, but we thought we'd uh, give you more of us first. Really? Uh, no. Uh, so basically, if you're not familiar with the podcast, go to popmyculturepodcast.com. It's yes. just, uh, you'll get a feel for it as we get started. It's just a loose conversational thing in movies, music, TV. Dark arts. Dark arts. Wizardry. <laughs> that kind Sorcery. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. So let's, uh, let's get let's going. Let's bring him out. Let's yeah. bring him out. Uh, first up, uh, you know him as uh, Mr. Frank Kowczewski, Steve Banos, everybody. <laughs> what? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Looking good. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next up, uh, she was uh, Lindsay's best friend on the show. She uh, loves Lickamade. She does love Lickamade. <laughs> uh, Millie Kentner, Sarah Hagen, everybody. Next up, uh, he did the most uh, William Shatner impressions on the show. Easily. Neil Schweiber, Sam Levine, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Sam's love interest from the show, the popular... Sam Sam Weir. Sam Sam Weir. Weir. (laughs) Cindy Sanders, Natasha Melnick, everybody. (laughs) And uh, we're sad to say that uh, John Francis Daly was scheduled to be here, but he's on a show called Bones, and they shoot forever. (laughs) So he's currently trapped on the set of that, but he sends his regrets, so... Let's give a collective aww. Well, we have an awesome, awesome amount of guests here for you guys. Uh, thank you guys for being here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Our pleasure. Thank good you. You're welcome. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you for having uh, us. Are we on? Are we on now? We are. We are officially yeah, on. Yeah, it's okay. live. We're live. Okay. We are live on tape. Yeah. To be later broadcast on the web. How All many right. of you guys in the audience made it to the Paley Festival thing a few weeks ago? Wow. So you were like, you were like I did not get enough. I want more, but less in a way. <laughs> no jumbotron. Yes. <laughs> There's actually a screen out in the main improv. That thing's packed. Oh, is that what they're watching? Yeah, they're beaming it over there. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, guys. Uh, I think since we have so many freaks and geeks here, we might as well talk what everybody wants to talk about, which, of course, is American, American Idol. Idol. Yeah. 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 We, of course, are all missing it tonight. Hopefully, we are TiVoing what? it. What? It's... I gotta go. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we know how you feel about American Idol, but a lot of people really like it, okay? Wake up! Yeah, wake up and join the conversation. It's Shemp sleeping. Okay. <laughs> you like that? So, it's really cute, isn't it? I like Look, I brought the candy. <gasps> oh, nice. yeah. Pass oh, it around. Oh, the candy. <laughs> so, it is, uh, it is Elton Week. Elton Night. No, tonight. it's not. It is. I like Elton John. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of fans. That's very controversial. They'll also be hosting Saturday Night Live as the musical guest and host this Saturday. That's scary. <laughs> it's scary that he's on SNL? 
Are you worried for him? No, as host. I oh. mean, he can perform all he wants, but I don't know. I just never seen him doing hosting or. Didn't you hear him? Anything. He's voiced a couple characters on The Simpsons. He oh, can that's act. pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Is that's he also voicing going those. To do a musical performance because that would be. He cool. is. He will be doing pulling double duty, as they say. How many times has that ever happened before in history? Uh, double duty hosts. Yes. Uh, you would know, right? Or so. You're really? putting a lot of pressure yeah. on Sam. Paul right Simon's done it a bunch. Someone uh, did it last Garth season. Brooks did it. Wayne Gretzky. Um, Rihanna? Uh, <laughs> I Rihanna? bet Britney Spears has done it. Oh, yeah. I don't, what can't she do? I don't know about that. <laughs> a few yeah, things. It's quite a few people. Maybe. I know Miley Cyrus did the funny part. But not the singing. Of. Because they only wanted to put off so many people. They were, like, <laughs> they were like, I bet a couple of our fans don't mind if she acts. But if they also have to hear her sing, we're going to lose everyone. We're pushing it. We're going to lose everyone. That they didn't. Which is, I'm not saying she's a bad singer. I'm just saying, it like, sounded like there's you were no implying. way. No, I'm not implying that. I'm just I, my implication she's just is being that Miley. that there's a group of people who want to hear her sing, okay. and then there's a group of people who don't care at all. And I think that's who they were playing to. They were who like, are we talking if they don't about? care at all, it's okay Miley. if she hosts. Miley's no watch no matter who hosts. But <laughs> if they also have to hear her sing, they won't tune in. It's over. Who's Miley Cyrus? <laughs> she's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Who's Billy wow. Ray Cyrus? He's the one who sings you know, Achy Breaky Heart. Okay. Which my mom has never heard. Really? What? Your mother's an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that on. Is, that's not a joke. That's actually true. <laughs> that is 100% true. She's a very true. sweet immigrant. She's not <laughs> a lovable immigrant, but there's a very good reason she's okay, never heard Okay, but she came here heart. 30 years ago. There's no excuse. <laughs> How is your mom, by the way? My mom is excellent. We know and her mother she's not listening, she was, but she would love... Because you were a minor when we shot, and so we your mother had minor, to be on set. So, so she did have to be on set. Was all the time. I mean, you, were, you were a minor? Yeah, I was Sam a minor, was too. Uh, I was sort of a minor. Was you turned, like, 17? I turned 17 while we were shooting the pilot, and then uh, and then I was done with school. So I didn't have to go to school during the show oh, we were shooting it, yeah. but I was still capped by the ten-and-a-half-hour day. You missed some fun times in the studio. Um, the, the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, bet you learn, I bet you learned a lot. I didn't have to go to that. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. It was uh, it was humorous watching Martin dodge the teacher all the time. You dodge missed some awesome now. times uh, of me napping in my trailer while you guys were all in school. I'm not familiar with nap. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because she was in school. While no, I know. I get it. Okay. I get it. I want to apologize to everyone here in the room and everyone <laughs> listening to this at home. I've not slept in about a day and a half through a series of horrifying circumstances. <gasps> Can we Please know three tell. of them? <laughs> Just two of them? There's so many flat now. tire. Okay. Um, a tailoring emergency. Okay. <laughs> this is a little flimsy. Yeah. So I'm sure you it happens. It, it happens. Yeah. And, right. and uh, uh, I don't want to go to the third one. Whoa. Private but here's stuff? the thing. I haven't slept. I've been running around all day, and I came home to my apartment earlier this evening. It was late in the afternoon. It was like I had an hour of downtime to collect myself before coming here tonight. And I get into my apartment... And there are about a dozen wasps. <gasps> you mean white, you mean white out. people? White people. <laughs> uh, Muffy, like that's a bad thing? Muffy and Stephen. That's who Jones. you want to come home to, isn't it? <laughs> and um, I was so tired, and so I was too tired to be scared. And so I was not wearing a shirt. Not when I came Whoa. home. Like, I came home Tailoring emergency. Wasps, took off the shirt because it was hot in the valley today. And uh, and I grabbed an Entertainment Weekly, rolled that bad boy That's up, <gasps> and then went to war Whoa. against the wasps. Oh, man. I was John. Rambo How many did you get? Time. I got them all. <gasps> But then here's the worst Uh-oh. part. I get them all, and I'm like, "Wow, how did they even get in here?" And I go to sit down on my couch, and then about five minutes later, bzz, 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 more. <gasps> They're infiltrating my apartment. I did not know how. It was driving me insane. And then I figured it out. They're coming down the fireplace. Shoot. Oh. And they're sneaking in that way. Oh, man, those so guys. I've never seen a thing like that. <laughs> I thought there was a thing to stop that from happening. So I've been battling wasps, and I'm tired, and I'm sorry. It's Sam, okay. if that's your idea of a bad day, I wish I had your fucking life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's tough when you get washed on your fireplace. Yeah, come home to a place full of wasps. Wow. <laughs> It'd be All a right. fine. If it was like, there's like, oh, I got wops in my ramen, then I'd be like, oh. Yeah. They were all of them my jacuzzi oh, on the yeah. veranda. Look, my butler my went home early. <laughs> I had to deal with them myself. 
You're a brave man. Mr. Even Levine. my driver wouldn't come in to help me. Oh. <laughs> or my, my jetpack operator. Or my boy. Boy. I don't have a jetpack. <laughs> but you could. So that was American Idol. Uh, now you know why I don't watch it. <laughs> All right, here, here's the one thing I'll say about American Idol. The gal, Naima, who I'm sure if you know... Oh, yeah. I, I know very colorful. One, yeah. I know, okay, yes. And her last name is Ariva Durchi because she's not going to be there much longer. That's, that Whoa. is true. She's the one who did the, the crazy uh, dance in the middle of her song last week. Uh, the first time I laid eyes on that girl, I went, wait a minute. I've seen her before. Avatar? You guys remember that movie, The Fifth Element? Oh. <laughs> yes. Remember the diva who sings yes. with the blue hair and the whole deal? Yeah, yeah, they cut between yes. that and Chris Tucker, right? That's right. Yeah. And I was like, she looks exactly like that weird character from that Luc Besson movie. And I told that to a couple of my friends. They were like, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Then when she made the top 13, I went online and just out of curiosity Googled Naima Fifth Element. There's like a thousand web pages. <laughs> Who all have that on blogs and posts and tweets. I'm like, I am not alone on this one. You're pretty genius, a, man. an odd-looking girl. I'm not. <laughs> I, I had the same thought a thousand other people did, but uh, but it's nice to know I'm not alone. You thought of it first. The candy is moving. It's not candy. It's... Sours. Sours. It's kind of like candy. I wonder if icebreakers <laughs> will pay me if I tell them how good they are. This is brought to you by icebreakers. Cole and I will contact Sours. them. Uh, yeah. Tell me about them. How do they taste? Go. Delicious. That was good. Well, there's no sugar, sugar in there. Sugar, See, that's sugar. why they're not candy. She got that going for you. What is there, aspartame? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Little tumors. Pop my culture. <laughs> <laughs> this is culture we're talking about, right? What's What the sweet ingredient in Icebreaker Sours is? Yes. Yeah. I think it's like malitol. Ooh. I don't know if that's something real. Slide it back down here. I want another hit. <laughs> so, would you like to, what? What else would you would you want to talk about? This is well, it. That's quite no, a few we're things. Uh, oh. Let's see. American Idol, Icebreakers. Oh, Naima. Uh, 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 um, yeah, let's talk about the uh, Black Swan controversy. Swan traversy. Swan traversy. I'm trying to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. Copyright that. Yeah. That's a good one. Swan traversy. What a swan traversy. Yeah. So the Swan Traversy. Yeah, you guys want to weigh crazy. in? Do we all know what's up? Nope. So for those okay. people who don't know, uh, her dance double from the movie, Natalie Portman's dance double, Sarah Lane, claims that Natalie Portman only did five percent of the dancing in the movie, at least the full body dance shots. Yeah. Um, and then the Natalie Portman's people and the movie's people are trying to cover it up and saying, well, the choreographer, who's also her baby daddy, is saying she did like at least eighty-five percent. But um, there's like blogs. The woman has released statements. The backup dancer, or the double. Sarah Hagen has an interesting opinion on this. Yeah, let it rip. It's very well. Controversial. I'm just saying, if that's true, <laughs> then you need to take the Oscar away from Natalie Portman and give it to that dancer because she deserves it. I think that's crazy. No, I mean, you know, that's it's all about dancing. I have, to that... point, I have to point something out about the Oscars. Jennifer Hudson has one. <laughs> they don't really mean that much. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you guys blown away by her acting? Did you look at Jennifer Ellen Hudson Burstyn is here. Look dream? in the back row, Sam. Jennifer Hudson is Remember right Ellen here. Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream? They didn't give her one, Colin, but Jennifer t- Hudson has you one. You are ramped up. You took me to look. see that movie. Oh, that's right. Dreamgirls? We saw Requiem for a Dream together. (laughs) It terrified us to our souls. No, seriously, we had nothing to say afterwards. We went to dinner and literally did not speak through the whole dinner. I don't know why. That is correct. That is correct. I'm thinking probably chemistry. (laughs) No chemistry. Lack of. She's not wrong. (laughs) Um, Well, look, you know, here... Uh, here, on Freaks and Geeks, Mm -hmm. uh, the the We've Got Spirit episode with, with the mascot... With the Norseman. Uh, 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 the uh, stuntman for my character in the Norseman costume, Chris Blackwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, what an asshole I am. <laughs> Chris. His first name was Chris. I'm sincerely apologetic for not remembering his last name properly. In any event. Daddy's a stuntman. Don't worry about it. In any event. <laughs> so he did some of the stuff with the Norseman falling down the, the, the stairs. I did some of the stuff falling down from the, the pyramid. And at the end of the day, we were like, you know, there's not going to be any real way for us to tell which one of us they used in which shots. So you should just and take so the he credit. Said, so he said, you can tell your friends you did all your own stunts, and I'll tell my friends I did all the stunts. Oh. And I was like, that sounds like and a fair thing. And you can't even remember the guy's name. 
That, I remember his first name was Chris, and he was a lovely, lovely young man. No, he wasn't. Yeah, but um, then, then you won that Mascotti Award. That's true. <laughs> and Not a word. Maybe the girl wouldn't be as upset if Natalie had thanked her in her Oscar yeah. speech. Maybe that's what it really is. Could be. Yeah, Because she right? wouldn't have even had to say what she was thanking her for. Do you guys remember? Wait, who was it? Uh, didn't in the 60s uh, I don't uh, somebody, that. Julie Andrews, or someone won an Oscar for, uh, was it My Fair Lady? For the singing, and it wasn't even her singing? West Side Story. Is that what it is? Yeah, Natalie. Uh, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, there it is. Natalie Wood. Yeah. Natalie Wood wasn't singing? She was not singing. No. Wow, She's not singing. disappointing. Do we know go. who was singing? Was so, it just... Uh, I can Google it in a second, but... Yeah, bring it up. Whoever's got the faster droid, go for it. I guess that that's what this girl's <laughs> yeah, trying to... It was Sarah Lane, the same woman from Black Swan. <laughs> so Sarah Lane is trying to make sure that she doesn't become a footnote. Yeah. That's By making this big stink. But at the same time, she's costing herself... A lot of relationships. A lot of future jobs, yeah. I'm sure. So, yeah. hope it's worth it. That's true. Hope it's worth it. Sarah Lane. Is it, Sam? I'm so, I, I feel be, like... Potentially. I, feel, I don't know. I feel like she'll probably be fine in the theater if that's where she does the bulk of her work, because they don't care about movies. There's a lot of ballet films coming out next year, though. <laughs> oh, that's like, No Strings Attached? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. That's not Friends with that's Benefits? Hangover 2? Hangover 2. Hangover 2. That's going to have some really complicated sequences. I don't see the, tr- the teaser to Hangover 2. Yeah. Damn, that's one of the best teasers I've ever seen for a Really? Movie. Oh, man, it's great. I thought that movie was Classic so teaser, funny. just a tease. That's all. Just the three of them. I haven't seen Bangkok. it yet. Bangkok. Yeah, and Helms. In Bangkok? Yeah, has a tattoo on his face. Oh, my gosh. I was one of those that when I heard they were making the sequel, I thought that you can't make a sequel to that movie. But then when you see all the names attached and the writers and everything, it's going to be great, I'm sure. And well, the rumor is someone dies. Really? That's the rumor. Don't blow it. I know. It's just it's the rumor. I'm not saying. Is it Zach Galifianakis? I'm not saying that it is. Tell <laughs> you something about the Norseman head. Oh dear God! <laughs> who owns Who owns the head? Is there now? some sort of Gabe Sachs? Gabe Sachs owns Sachs the Norseman head. He has it in his closet. Why? I want to see it. I don't know. Gabe, I'll tell you why Gabe Sachs. Hold on, on but Deborah McGuire designed that. Didn't she? Yeah, I believe and she, she did. also designed the holiday armadillo for Friends, and oh, she's yeah. a she's brilliant a designer on sculpt- many, many shows. Tris, but okay, you know Dirk Nowitzki. Sure, personally, Doesn't or he- <laughs> no? Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he look Dallas like Mavericks. the Norseman head every time I see him? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Do you know who Dirk Nowitzki is? <laughs> yep. That's one guy. <laughs> this isn't pop my sports. <laughs> Sorry. But he looks like the Norseman head. Uh, Never mind. No, I no, no, it's, it's pretty dead on. Don't you I support that. I didn't get yeah, any love you. for Naima looking like the alien from the movie. That's so what I don't... made me make the connection. Um, here's why Gabe Sachs owns the Norseman head. Uh, many, many years ago, all of the Freaks and Geeks memorabilia, all the stuff that we used uh, in the show, Daniel's car and the Norseman head, got auctioned off on the internet. And this one guy who was a monster fan of the show in, like, Wisconsin or something literally spent all the money he had in the world to buy these items. Oh, my god! He had, like, $20,000 to his name, spent it all on these items. And then he was, like, broke. Like, had no money. was, like, getting evicted and everything. And, uh, Where was he going to put all his things? I don't know. He did oh, not think no. it through. But, uh, <laughs> but Gabe Sachs, Gabe Sachs no, clearly he caught wind of this and was like, I'll give you like five grand for the Norseman head. And I was like, yes. So oh, so he helped why. him out and got the Norseman head. Yeah. Yes. That's a good wow. story. So it's charitable great. and now he has a new face in his closet. That's right. Do you guys have any stuff from the show? No, you know. I do. Everyone <gasps> stole something but me. I didn't steal it. <laughs> I, got, um, uh, I got a couple things. One thing, it wound up in my pocket on set, and then I took it out in my trailer. I'm like, oh, it cool. wound up in your pocket. No, it did. That's what they all say. It was the scene. It was the scene where um, was it James Franco's. No, it was the scene where where, where they were sneaking uh, sneaking Linda out of my class, and someone comes in with a bogus note, the emergency note. And I read it. That would be like, Lizzie Kaplan okay. who comes in with the bogus there you go. <gasps> Was it really? Sarah. I put it in my pocket, That's and I still have it. Oh, my gosh. It would be in the second For anyone episode. who's listening, I'm undressing now. Yeah, you are. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Quite nicely, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say that to the uh, you have to t- You have to describe more. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I will breathe into our minds. I have my Mr. Kalachevsky <laughs> coffee cup, too. Oh, yeah? I still have that. Nice. What about you, Miss Hagen? Um... You know, I still have my baseball jersey. I was number oh, yeah. one. We had a, uh, well, we had a softball, we had a softball team. Oh, that's right. I got that, too. All the TV shows had softball teams, and mm-hmm. we'd go against different other 
TV shows. Like we like Who go against like uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh-huh. Or, you know. There was a Jaleel White show called I was safe. Ups. We went up against them. <laughs> and living up to our name, by the way, uh, Freaks and Geeks over the course of that entire season. We lost. Right? Owen 17. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, and. Um, John Daly got hit in the eye with a ball yes, when yeah. the baseball. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, and they had right to like here. film around it. They had oh to, we gosh. had to cancel filming for a couple of days. We had to postpone for like four or five days yeah. so the swelling could go down. He took a softball, <laughs> hit deep into the outfield, right in the oh, eye, got lost no. in the sun. It was huge. Went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then he showed up at work the next day, and they tried to shoot just one side of his face. <laughs> We got through about half the day. They went, all right, everybody go home. See you in a week. <laughs> and that um, asshole that was... Ray Romano just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember any of the people on the other teams that were fierce competitors from the other shows? Jaleel no. White. Jaleel really? White. Urkel? Urkel? Urkel was, yeah. he has a lot to prove, I guess. I guess. I remember watching that show Stephane, as a kid. Though. Yeah, he has an alter ego. We should all be so that. lucky. Watching the show as a kid. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this guy's such a big nerd. And then he would take his shirt off for whatever reason. The producers would let that happen. You have a lot of shirtless stories. Oh, man. And I go, who is this ripped guy? What happened to the nerdiest guy on television? I have that same problem. <laughs> what an illusion. Yes. Ruined for Sounds my like young the stories mind. they tell about Martin Starr on set of Freaks and Geeks. That's true. Yeah, Martin's not here. The hell with him. We're not talking about him. <laughs> Did he have so many muscles? Supposedly. He wouldn't stop working out because yeah. he wanted to look good. He wanted to look like also, James Franco. James Franco kept telling him to keep working out. Even yeah. the producers oh, no. told Martin to stop working out, Franco went, no, just keep doing it, man. Whoa. <laughs> and that was all he needed. Oh, my right. gosh. Are there any other good James Franco stories? I like to poke. <laughs> oh, I've got a good one that oh, good. we did not get a chance to tell at the Paley Festival. Ooh. Now, for the record, uh, I, I want to go on record here. This is on the record? Yeah. Okay, we're going to get the podcast stronographer to yeah. put this in. Click, 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 click. We click. all love James Franco now. James mm. is a fantastic now. guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> James is a fantastic guy. We've all spent a lot of time with him in the last few years. We wish him nothing but success. He's truly a good person and a spectacular actor. Here comes the the That's it. <laughs> Back when we were shooting the show, he was a little bit insane. Yeah. <laughs> and there, in the Discos and Dragons episode, um, when we're hanging out in the AV room, uh, there is a scene uh, where he comes in and he gets fed up with all the geeks sitting in the room. And then he storms out of the, out of the, out of the AV room. And uh, we went and shot our coverage on that scene. You know, that, that's where, you know, all close-ups and the geeks and stuff. And then I feel like it was, like, maybe towards the end of the day or after lunch. And we were all a little tired when they went to turn the camera around on James to get his coverage. And I guess we'd done one or two takes, and James did not feel that our off-camera acting was up to par with what was required of us. And so I believe the line is something along the lines of, whatever, I'm not a geek like you guys, and then he kind of walks out of the room. Instead, he turned around and went, at least I'm not a bunch of bad actors! Whoa! (laughs) And then slams this fake door so hard, it literally breaks the set. Sassy. Man, I missed that one. And we were like, what happened yeah, to James Franco? We were acting and he went insane <laughs> on us. I'm sorry, sir. Please come back. And then uh, then he hosted the Oscars. Oh, yeah. There was that. <laughs> Those two things happened one right after the other. Very much. Did you guys kind of segregate into your freak and geek groups on set? Um, I mean, a little. Mostly because, like, that's... You were working we were with? shooting that right. way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I kept to myself. Yeah, I was going to say, I <laughs> really? spent most kind of, of my time alone, by myself. Kind of a loner. I just kept to myself. <laughs> it's true. I was studying all the time. Wow. I was usually just shooting dope in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. No, yeah. you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> People have asked Do me Do I look like years. a junkie? <laughs> yeah, right. No. 
People have asked me over the years if the cast is anything like the characters they played. Yeah. And I have always said, you know, all the characters we play are kind of different versions, slightly different versions of who we are as real people, except Sarah Hagen. What are you talking about? <laughs> you could not... That could she could not be more spun on. That's tell not the true. Truth. Tell me the truth. I can no, tell. No, you're no, dark in person. Hang on, tell me the truth Moody. to this question. I'm a dark person. Did at the time, <laughs> did you or did you not actually go to church camp? That was when I was like ten. Thank you very much. Hey, you this know was what? when I was like fifteen years old. I learned how to gamble at church Texas, camp, so right? I oh, nothing, well, I did go to nothing wrong with church camp. I went to Christian school. I'm from Texas, yeah, but I didn't sing go. Jesus song. Oh, Jesus is just Ooh. all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that brings up one of uh-huh. the most uh, famous scenes from the series, the Jesus is just all right piano playing, uh, where Jason Siegel joins in with you. Uh, was it scripted, like, that song in that way? Or did was it, did you just – because you were playing it. It was scripted, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was he, when he, when he forgot the lyrics, way. it wasn't. I figured that, that was scripted. Good, right? No, no whenever, he threw me off. Yeah, whenever anyone <laughs> that did wasn't anything, supposed like, to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you know, you if just you go forgot with the it. lyrics or anything like that, or like Lindsay dropping her bag, or the spit coming out of her mouth, and it's just like you knew that's the one that they were going to pick. That's the take they were going to. Yeah, pick. yeah, that, that yeah, happened. Whenever you screwed the whole up show. bad, anything that that's screwed up, that that's take. the tick. That's 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 the one. No, I learned how to play that song on the piano. They like sit like a month or something before shooting. This, the script they sent me all the music and like the the sheet music and stuff like that and I like would practice at my friend's house and learn how to do the piano and and uh, did you play already? A, did I, oh, I played when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I mean, and then when I got to set, they had a professional piano player there. I was extremely bummed. They <laughs> muted my piano. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is that true? But that, honestly, controversy. McCartney. But honestly, I knew the notes, so like... That's a thing that happened in culture. I didn't get that one, but I like... I played the real notes, but it was somebody else actually playing. They wanted Millie to sound a little more professional. I wasn't quite there yet. They would have given me a few more months. Jesus! You did a great job. It was a one song with three chords. And is it also true that the Fornicates It line was a flub that they... That, yes. that was a flub at the table read. At that, the table read, we, yeah. And then we wrote it in. Well, it just didn't like, sound awesome. right. Just no. she fornicates. Like, okay. <laughs> she, what? Okay, so, you know, she fornicates. It was not a complete laugh. sentence. The table it read made stopped it complete. for 10 minutes for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was epic. I believe. Because I don't think you knew what fornicates actually meant. No, I didn't know that. I, <laughs> I know now. God. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been a while. For those of you, I didn't know very much back then. <laughs> for those of you who have the yearbook DVD uh, box set, I believe that table read is included in its entirety. Oh, I yeah. think it is. Yeah, oh, on wow. one of the bonus discs. If you'd like to see that that moment happen originally. Yeah, now, you guys like said you had that script a month in advance, or you at least knew that you were going to be doing piano. How fast ahead of you were the writers? Was the whole season written and more? Mm, no, 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 no. They were about three episodes ahead. Yeah. About three. It, 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 it kind of changed. It changed a little bit. And then like, you were we had, writing I was as well. one of the writers, yeah. yeah. Such yeah, so a, he would know. Yeah, Steve wrote a great episode, which again is on the uh, uh, the yearbook edition uh, called uh, was it the bus? Oh, the missing bus. The missing bus. Yeah, that was the, the the episode that never got made. It was called the missing bus. It's a great thank script, you. Man. I spent and, uh, I spent uh, the entire season writing that thing with about nineteen rewrites. Oh, oh my god! And then I got the word that they're shelving it. Yeah, I oh. wanted to cry. It was rough, um, but it is out there. It's out People there. can read it, and I mean, if yeah, you're into like fanfic, this is even better than yeah, that. Yeah, it's a really because <laughs> it's a real script from one of the real writers. If I say so myself, it's a really um, good episode. and that's on the the yearbook edition. If you haven't looked at it yet, do it. Yeah. Is it in the book as well? It's not in the book. Okay, no. I I, I talk about it in the book. Yeah, how I got the phone call. I was on my way to play cards at the Commerce Casino, and I got the <laughs> phone call from Judd. I'm like, "What's Judd calling me for? I'm done." He said, "Oh, we're shelving the script. You got to write a new one." I'm like <gasps> what? Turn the car around. Oh Had no! A week, a week and a half to write a new one because it was toward the end of the season. What so came that, out of that? Look at all the money I wrote, you um, saved. Then I wrote, yeah, look at the money I saved. <laughs> gamble. Uh, and then I wrote uh, smooching and You're mooching. Practical. That's the one that I wrote. Smooching and mooching. Oh yeah. Is that Seven Minutes in Heaven? That's Seven Minutes in Heaven, baby. Oh, that was one yeah. of the most Martin Starr loves you. I was. I was. <laughs> All I can say about that episode, I was a little bit disappointed 
when I showed up on the set, you know, because the writer always is on the set the entire time of his episode just to help. And uh, Jay Kasdan directed that one. And I remember showing up on the set of the party. Remember the party? It was like the makeout party. And I saw the kids that were going to be at the makeout party, and I went, it's all wrong. It's all wrong because the kids were all like geeks. And the party was supposed to be like older kids, oh. like much more hypersexual than they could have possibly imagined, and it wasn't that. So I was a little bit uh, disappointed about that. It was like Sex a geek. It, it was a geek party. It was the geek party, and even what's his name, Sean, um, Sean, um, Sean White, Sean White, Hair? Sean Weiss, uh, Sean Weiss? Weiss was there. Why do Weiss? I keep saying Sean Weiss, Weiss was one of them there? And it's just like this wasn't sure. supposed to be a geek party. It was supposed to be like seniors, like really intense, but. That's the way it I've comes. always wanted to ask you, was it you who decided to turn Cindy into a nymphomaniac? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, I read the... <laughs> I think I read a different script than you. <laughs> was that just a character choice? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's you. No, John, no, I just remember John got so freaked out by the whole idea of Cindy like turning off the light. There's... When we were shooting it, he was all... Yeah, that was pretty intense. You, know, you guys were yeah. making out like all day. Whoa. Yeah, and just, he was like freaked out by it, I think. Well, just, he was 12 years old. <laughs> he didn't so have he pubic thought, hair yet. So he kept saying that she was a nymphomaniac. You know what? That's one of those you had to be there. So. I, think, I think what he <laughs> meant was sexually aggressive, not nymphomaniac. Yeah, okay. sexually aggressive. That's it. All right. <laughs> a little bit of a difference, but yes, I'm glad we cleared that. Well, up. you're an infomaniac. I'm sexually aggressive. That's how we can remember that. And, and I'm a geek. <laughs> and you fornicate it. So I'm curious about the audition process for each of you. Uh, Steve, were you already on as a writer, or did you come on as uh, Kachewski first? Um, I can't remember what happened first. I think I, I think it might have been simultaneous. I was uh, I pitched story ideas to get the job as a writer. I pitched, I think, six story ideas. And one of them happened to have been The Missing Bus. And I think Judd just liked that story idea so much. Um, I can't remember what came first, the chicken or the egg. I think, I don't know. It was all kind of at the same time. And when I found out that I got both, it was like, it was a pretty amazing moment. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Sweet. What the rest of you guys? What was the process like? Uh, you know, just audition. <laughs> You know, normal acting process. You know, process. podcast listeners. Just uh, <laughs> I auditioned for Allison Jones, the casting director, yeah. and then two weeks later or something, I got... What part did you read for? I read for Millie. When you first came in? When I first came in. Wow. She didn't look at me. She wouldn't look at me. I was. Really? I thought I bombed it, man. She didn't bombed look at me it? once. <laughs> I bombed it, man. And then I it was terrible. It? Yeah. Um, but then two weeks later, I get a call, and I go and audition for... Um, uh, Paul and Jake, mm-hmm. Paul Feig and Jake Kasdan, and we—I was just in there for like thirty minutes, just talking to them about random school stuff. I was telling them way too much information that they shouldn't know, <laughs> you know, about my medications and stuff like that. <laughs> stuff they did not need to know. But anyway, that's what got you the job. You know, totally unlike her character. Absolutely, that's what got you the job. <laughs> A day later, I went and met with Judd Apatow and Linda Cardellini and did a read with her, and then. My mom's like, they'll call you today if you get the part. I'm like, okay. And uh, they didn't call. Oh. (laughs) I went to school the next day. I was really bummed. My mom picks me up from school, and she's like, well, you got the part. It's like, (laughs) Did the characters change from when you, like, did you guys bring enough to them that they changed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We we definitely wrote, wrote around our actors. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, early on. I can't remember how many of the actors we brought them into the writers' room just to talk with them, so oh, wow. that we can just listen to their voices and their rhythms and their see their personality. I remember that really well because Franco came in and we're all kind of like, "Oh, we didn't really know what to make of him." Yeah, but you definitely knew he was a star, and I'm not kidding you. It was just something about him. It's kind of like, "Wow, this, he he had something." Yeah. So that's why his character is like, you know, we kind of went anyway, you know, anywhere with it. Then of course Jason Seal came in, and he's just, you know. He was crazy, so it was just like that was easy. So that was yeah. No, we definitely wrote the characters around our actors. Well, absolutely. it was such a talented group, but everyone was so young, and I think it's one of the few shows with that young of a cast that every performance is so spot on, so consistently. So that's that's cool to know that it worked like that. Yeah, it's yeah. rare. It's, it's very rare. It's the credit to the writers. They, yeah. they wrote to the actors' strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those shows where like. Most of the characters, you're like, oh, I knew that guy. That was so-and-so at my junior Oh, right. everyone says that about exactly. all the characters. Yep. People always tell me I had a teacher exactly like you. I hear it all the time. I always hear someone, uh, everyone always had a Kim Kelly 
in their high school, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. I always hear that, too. There's always a Harris, too. <laughs> Harris, yeah. And a Gordon Crisp. <laughs> what the hell ever happened? I thought they would have gotten a bigger laugh. <laughs> You're just off tonight. It was the wasps. I like the name. It really was the wasps. <laughs> and what did he have? Are we back on the wasps yeah. It happens. It just nice. got yeah. back there. Well, nice what about you guys with your audition experience? Was it just... Yeah, tell. Um, tell us. Tell I just had to was. blow Judd. Oh. It was that easy. Let's go back to the wasps. Okay. Uh, no. uh, I read out of New York. Um, I read for Allison Jones, the casting director uh, in New York. And um, on the, 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 the breakdown of the character, you know, the little information they give you, it said, I read for Sam, initially Sam Weir, and it says he loves to do goofy impressions with his friends. And so at the time, I was doing stand-up in New York. and um, How old were you? I was 16. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was doing uh, William Shatner and, and uh, uh, J- Jimmy Stewart and stuff, and so I asked before I started reading, I was like, you know, I do like a William Shatner impression from Star Trek, like, do you want me to do that after my read? Like, because it says he likes to do impressions, and they were like, yes, please do that. And so I went in, did a terrible read for Sam Weir, and then uh, she's like, and I was like, oh, can I do it now? Okay. And then I did the Shatner. And then when Judd saw that tape, it's my understanding he thought I was terrible, but loved the Shatner bit. It was the deal maker for sure. Because wow. he thought, because he knew Paul was. Feig was coming into New York to do callbacks, <clears throat> and Judd put me on the callback list only so that I could come in and do my Shatner for Paul to <laughs> give him a laugh. Oh my gosh. During what would likely be another a day of otherwise just seeing <laughs> terrible kid actors. And it was only because I was back in the room in front of Paul when he thought, why don't you read for Neil instead? And uh, and there you go. There's the rest. What was the Shatner bit you used? If I can push uh, you, I don't. I don't remember. But really? the good news is, it's on the DVDs. And, oh, and, oh wait, and the I've better news it. is, it's on YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't even have to own the DVDs anymore, kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. The auditions are on YouTube. In fact, they just recently. Uh, uh, I watched Jason again. Jason Siegel's, and it's one of the most amazing auditions. If you're an actor yeah, and good. you want to see a good audition, watch his audition. It's just. The, his spirit and his energy, you just go, you have to cast this guy. It's the most amazing audition I've ever seen. I watch it sometimes as inspiration as an actor. Oh, wow. I'm That's awesome. Him. Yeah. I think Tom Wilson's is good, too. That's oh, right? yeah. Tom yes, Wilson. Coach yeah. Fredericks. Coach. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's really but Tom good. Tom Wilson's got Biff in his hip pocket. Biff. I mean, everyone knows Tom Wilson's an icon. When we were shooting the program and I found out we've been working with Tom Wilson on a pretty regular basis I was beyond excited because I'm such a huge Back to the Future fan and it was somewhere in October of 1999 we were shooting where I was asking uh, Tom my 500th Back to the Future related (laughs) question and Tom goes you know what Sam I'm going to have to declare a moratorium on all Back to the Future related questions come January 1st because it'll be the year 2000, it will have been 15 years since I did the movie, and I've got to put it to rest. I've done a lot of other work since then. <laughs> really proud of it all. If you want to ask me about any of that, that's fine. But get all your questions in before the millennium. And I did. I would have liked it better if he told you to make like a tree and get out of there. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have really liked that. <laughs> Tom Wilson's got the biggest head of any human being I've ever seen in my life. And I don't mean figuratively, literally. He's got a head like the size of a large pumpkin. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, but this head is. Yeah, just, he couldn't fit the. God, uh, I'm serious. He could, no, he couldn't fit the uh, the go kart helmet on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's abnormal. How big is that? Absolutely true. The TV, a, the TV takes five pounds off his head. <laughs> How about your audition, Natasha? Um, I, honestly, I saw it on the DVD thing, and I have no idea how I got the part because that could be the absolute worst audition I've ever wow. seen in my entire life. But, but I'm a very bad auditioner. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm that good after I got the part either. I mean, no, I'm bad too. But I'm, I'm like the worst auditioner. And so, first of all, my manager called me up and was like, so I've got this weird, like, pilot audition for you. He's all, it sounds really stupid. And I was like, what? I'm so, assuming he's flipping burgers these days. No, I, he's not my manager anymore. He's all, it's called, like, 
like freaks and geeks. I don't even know what that means. He's all, I haven't read the script. He's all, but just go in. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds super. I can't wait. Um, but I, so I went in. I hadn't read a script or anything, and I did audition for Cindy. And then, um, you know, I was 14, and I don't really remember very much of the rest of it. <laughs> no, Adorable. I seriously don't. Um, I, I know that I, I read and Jake Kasdan was there. Um, I didn't know that I was going in for a director-producer session, and then I, it was at Judd's office in the Palisades. And so then, or I guess, yeah, isn't that where his office was? I don't know. I Whatever. Remember. So I remember <laughs> I was walking, like, back to my car with my mom, her car, because I couldn't drive because I was 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Allison Jones came running down the street. That's all I remember. And there was, like, traffic because it was on Sunset, I think. And she's, like, running down the street. And she's all, Natasha. And I turned around, and I was like, what? And they made me go back in. So wow. That's, that's how that happened. And then, so that was the, that was actually really cool. And now, speaking of Allison Jones, because we mentioned her a couple times, she was the casting director. And also, I'm going to call back what we had talked about previously with um, um, uh, Natalie Portman. Does she deserve the Oscar? There's other. Now, uh, Allison Jones uh, won an Emmy. Yep. For the best cast. Best casting. And um, the cast. Doesn't get any piece of that. Nope. Uh. So that's kind of a, it's kind of an oddball thing too. Yeah. It's, like, it's just um, a feather in our cap, Steve. Just another <laughs> feather just, in our cap. Just another injustice in this lady bitch we call Hollywood. Woo! <laughs> 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 so if the show had gone to season two, which sadly it did not, uh, where do you think each of your characters would have ended up? Well, like I kind of know about mine because Judge just. Said it. Yeah, we yeah, talked I think about we all this know. at panels. Yeah, I don't know. I become a drug addict. No. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Huffer, I bet. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I could see that. Maybe. Martin Starr was going to become a uh, a freak. Oh, no, a jock. I thought. A jock. A jock. Yeah, right, he's a, jock. a basketball right. star. He's going to be a jock. Yeah, he was going to yeah play on. Uh, Neil was going to be. Uh, uh, his parents were going to get divorced, and he's going to get really upset about it and join uh, swing choir. <laughs> yep. nice. Paul was trying to write Swing Choir into the show the entire year. Never I'm not. Does not never got it in there. That's fresh. I think the reason why I don't know is because Cindy was going to be written out of the show. No, no, no. no. Cindy was going to be prom queen and make a million dollars. No, no. You know if there what? was a second season, we would have made your relationship last through the second season. But since we knew that we were getting canceled in two episodes. You yeah. fell in love and broke up. With See, I think it would be really funny if they broke up and Cindy became obsessed with Sam and like her schoolwork suffered and her life as a cheerleader suffered and trying to him. win his life. And the nymphomania really flared up. <laughs> that was an inside joke that if John were here would make sense, but he's not, and you don't tell inside jokes when the other person's it's not okay. there. It's, it's okay. okay. We can trash him. He's not here. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's not here, we can just, it's open season. Absolutely. <laughs> Nope. Obama. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Let's fresh everyone. Let's do firsts, okay? Yes, uh, first is a thing we do on, on every podcast. It's a different first question, like the first movie you saw in the theater, etc. Uh, for this particular episode, since Freaks and Geeks deals a lot with young love, who was your first crush, and did you ever ask them out? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen, yes. She said no. <laughs> Wait, you actually asked out Tiffany Amber I didn't ask out Tiffany Amber. I had a huge crush on Tiffany Amber Thiessen, uh, Kelly Kapowski, growing up. And um, we had some weird photo shoot for Freaks and Geeks in, like, July of 99. June or July of 99. I was still living in New York, so I had to fly out for the weekend to do this photo shoot. And then on the flight back to New York, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was sitting next to me on the plane. Whoa. And I was like, well, hello, fate. (laughs) The stars are lining up for me today. And uh, she thought I was very nice and very cute. And uh, I think she got off the plane with uh, her boyfriend and not me, which was such a bummer. My dreams were shattered. It's closer than most people get to their dreams. Is it? Um, I saw her a couple years after that, though, at the Ladies' Man premiere, the Whoa. Tim Meadows film. Which did she, she remember in. you? She did, oh. which was shockingly sweet and uh, and amazing. But uh, I'm pretty sure she's married now, happily. She's got a kid or two. Good for her. Good for her. She wouldn't have liked me anyway. 
You don't know. I would have just broken her heart. <laughs> Stop asking me questions about Saved by the Bell. She would have put a moratorium on that. <laughs> <laughs> would she? <laughs> mine was Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. I was going to say, so was mine. Really? Zach Morris. So was mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a stud. Oh, my gosh. Not Both a Screech Powers man, huh? Yeah. No way. All right. He's too screechy. What about A.C. Slater? <laughs> no, he's too mm-hmm. buff. <laughs> Zach is just right. Yeah. <laughs> My other one was um, Jason Priestley from 90210, Beverly Hills. 90210. Oh. Oh, yeah. Brandon. Is that his name? Brendan. Brandon. I want to turn it on you guys. Who was your first? Uh, Norm MacDonald or Perry Mason? <laughs> That's awesome. I really... I was under the impression until college that Norm MacDonald was like a universal sex symbol. <laughs> I just really thought that that's how it went. And then there was, it was like the beginning of college. All I was, nobody didn't know I wasn't cool yet. And so these girls all like invited me to hang out with them. And they, were, they ended up being in a sorority and I didn't. Um, I didn't try though, but we were going around and they were like, so who do you think is hot? And they, like everybody said a different thing. And then I was like, you know that guy from Dirty Work? And and there was like a weird pause, and they were like, what is that? And I was like, like, Norm is so hot. And that's when I found out that's not everybody's thing. But I'm still kind of there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You too, nice. Norm? Yeah, Norm, all the way. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, weekend oh. update. He is uh, so handsome, though, and his skin is beautiful. <laughs> I'm not taking it back. No one asked you to. Creepy. No one asked you. Uh, for me, like celebrity-wise, uh, I really had a big crush on Kelly Martin from. Uh, oh, you are, and uh, life goes on. Yeah, and life goes on, yeah, yeah. and uh, Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth. Sure. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because when I, I used to say that to my friends, it was always the girls that I would talk to would be like, "Oh, that's when I like David Bowie and that. That's when I first started getting like sexual feelings." Like, yeah, I had a, a ton of people told me that, which is weird. Can I tell you my ultimate sexual fantasy? Sure. <laughs> Would be to... Um, um, wait, yeah, fan- no, don't say the fantasy. Cover the kids' ears. Um, would be uh, to have sex with... Uh, n- Come on, it's not... Would have sex with 19, se- 1972 Raquel Welch. Oh, I thought wait, it was wait, wait, wait. With my With my 1982 penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Finally. Uh, thank you. Finally. So, good night. <laughs> That's all he wanted to say tonight. I came here to use my single joke. Thank you. Oh, that was a joke? It's not a joke. <laughs> all right, well, let's, uh, we're going to do a couple of uh, little games we do in the podcast now. This thing's called uh, The This or That. Uh, the category for this, this or that is Freak or Geek. I'm going to give you a list of ten names, and you need to tell me if you think they are a famous sideshow or medical freak. Ooh, or famous math geek. I'm killing this. For example, if I was to say John Merrick, he's the elephant man, so yes. freak. Mm. Or John H. Conway, he worked in not in number theory, so geek. Mm. Get it? Got yes. it. Got it. Uh, I happen to be, I happen to be a along. freak expert, ex- aficionado. Are you freaks, really? Then yeah. you're going you're gonna to kill this. Audience, yeah. feel free to play along, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Number one, Lucia Zarate. She was that's, the bearded lady. Freak. freak. She's a freak. Sure. Major freak. I think the consensus is freak. Uh, she is a freak. She wasn't the bearded lady. She's the puppet woman. She was the smallest woman ever recorded. Oh, that's right. She, got, a... killed, uh, she got killed on a, uh, in a train wreck. Wow. <laughs> in adulthood, she was less than 50 centimeters tall and weighed yeah, yeah. less than a she's cat. She's like this tall. That is the like grossest tall. thing And she died say. in a train wreck? She did die in a train wreck. Not by, like, getting stepped on? No, <laughs> train wreck. And she was a train like... to bring her down. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm warning you. She was little, but she was tough. Don't ask terrible. <laughs> Who knew? She was this tall. This tall. Uh, <laughs> it's like the oldest turtle in the world. This thing was like 300 years old. You know how it, how it died? They forgot to lock its cage. It was blind. It wandered in the street and got run over <gasps> by a truck. That's really wow. sad. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring us down, like. Sam. Train wreck. A train wreck? Yeah, sad. How does that even happen? <laughs> the 1800s. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Number two, George Boole. Oh, Boole. that's easy, geek. He's, he's got his like string like a string theory or something. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I 
really dismissive of George. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Any be- place your bets? Uh, yeah, he's a geek. Yeah, he's a geek. Total geek. He is a geek. Uh, he was noted for work in symbolic logic, algebra, and analysis, and was also apparently the first to discover invariant theory. Hooray! Number three, Carl Unthang. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Unthang. Unthang. U-N-T-H-A-N-G. Carl Unthang or Unthang. Is that anything like Carl Hungus? God, I, it doesn't. Uh, freak's not coming around. I'm going to have to. I don't think he's I'm a geek because I, I can't think geek, of a freak yeah. by that name. Yeah, I'm going to go geek. Thoughts? Freak. It's a geeky name to uh, me. He's actually a freak. Oh. He's the armless fiddler. <laughs> oh, I've seen photos of him. Yeah, he would pour a drink for himself, <laughs> shuffle cards and do card tricks and other normally mundane tasks, and, and finish with playing the violin with his feet. His popularity flourished, and he earned millions of marks for his performances. Marks. And he would, also, he would also go on a tandem bicycle with a dude who had um, no, uh, no legs. And one Dude. would steer, and the other one would pedal. You know all sorts of things. And if you'd it. like to see photos of that, uh, Ricky Jay has a book called Learned Pigs and Fireproof Women. That's right. Which does have photographs that we are describing. Or if you want Whoa. more photographs. And they're also in the Freaks and Geeks yearbook edition. <laughs> Don't know why. Uh, number four, Grace McDaniels. Oh, mule face woman. Wow. Uh, yes. Grace McDaniels woman? is mule? indeed the mule face woman. Mule face woman. <laughs> Her face was monstrous face. enough to quickly earn popularity on the sideshow only like by appearing Popeye. on stage called and The Ugliest Woman in the World. I'm going to say like geek. <laughs> Sam, she's a mule-faced woman. She's obviously a freak. Oh, I'm... <laughs> Despite her bizarre appearance, uh, she was considered a warm and generous person and had a surprising number of suitors. you got to be nice. No, she she was a- married and had a physically normal child that later became alcoholic and criminal. She was not married. She was, the, she was, supposedly, she was supposedly raped by... Uh, one of the carnies, and that's how she had her son. <gasps> yeah, that's what. There's, 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 of course, there's there's conflicting cables with all you know fables with all these circus uh, freaks, but that's one of them. Whoa! Yeah. Do you have like a book on this? I got all the books. On this. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the right thing for this. I wrote the book on this room mm-hmm. on our program. <laughs> uh, number five, Giuseppe Pino. That's a that's a geek. He's a mathematician. Oh, whoa. <laughs> he is indeed. He's a geek. Did you guys give him the list before? I know. It's weird, right? Uh, he started his career by proving a fundamental theorem in differential equations, developed practical solution methods for such <laughs> equations, and discovered a continuous space-filling curve, then thought impossible. Wow. Still pretty boring. Let's though. go back to the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Jack Earl. Jack Earl was Haley? Jack Earl. Yes, Jack, Earl. Jack Earl was a freak. I would say uh, freak. He's he a freak. Is, a I freak. go with Steve. Trust me, he's a he's freak. A freak. He's Jack Earl's a fat man. He weighed like 485 pounds. Yeah, he's Jolly a- Jack Earl. Yeah. Weird. Uh, my uh, my research Seriously, varied slightly. How do you know this? Hang on, we're about to get a conflicting report here. According to the internets, he was the Texas giant. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were wrong. Yeah, right. wrong. He uh, joined the Barnum Bailey Circus in the mid twenties and played jolly, in about jolly, nine movies. Jolly Jack, Ec- Jolly Jack Ectum, I think I was thinking of. Ah, shit, I can't think of it. <laughs> I knew Jack he was Ectum? a freak. Uh, number seven, Emil Artin. That is definitely not a freak. That's, that's a, a geek. geek. That's a geek. He's Sounds a geek. Like a geometry guy. He's a geek. He was important and prolific researcher of uh, algebra. And lots of other algebraic things that I'm not going to rattle off. Because he's not that much of a freak. Number eight, Prince Randian. Prince Randian uh, had a uh, symbiotic twin. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Prince Randian. No, Prince, no, Prince Randian had, had no arms and no legs. And he, his, and his thing was... Matt? Thank you. Yeah. And uh, when they threw him into water, his nickname was Bob. And... Um, no, Prince Randy had no arms and no legs, yep. and he could roll a cigarette with his mouth, and that's he right. was in the 1930 classic by Tom Browning called Freaks. The Freaks. Wow. He's one a, time he that's answered 100% right. 100% right. Uh, the Human Caterpillar is what they call human him. Human Caterpillar, yeah. yeah. 100% right. My brain doesn't have one time he answered a personal ad, a woman who's like, I want a man who won't hit me or run away, and he's well hung. And then he <laughs> rang, rang on her door, and she was like, what is this? And the guy was like, well, I don't have any legs, so I can't run away, and I don't have any arms, so I can't hit you. She's like, well, I also said he has to be well hung. And he was like, how do you think I rang the doorbell? Oh! oh! Oh, wow. that joke was the joke I told in yeah. Freaks and Geeks that we never hear the oh, setup Oh, that's right. To. That's right. How do you think you rang the doorbell? That's right. 
There you go. Bringing it back. Wow. Bringing wow. it back. It's like taking the two-mile road to take a one-block joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote neither that episode nor that joke. I didn't either. I'm not going to take credit either. All right. I got two more of these. Number nine, Sarah Bartma. Freak. That's got to be a geek. Yeah. I don't know Sarah Bartma. Well, she's actually a freak. Oh, burned! I got burned. The hot and tot Venus. This is Ooh, kind of butt. disgusting. So get ready. Her genitalia, which according to one authority, were assumed to include uncommonly long labia dangling down to form what scientists called the hot and tot apron sounds or like tablier. A, sounds like a super oh, freak to me. Sarah Bartman, everybody. Wow, <laughs> wonderful. And, the hot and, tot apron. and finally, number ten, James Joseph Sylvester. Geek. Geek. Indeed a geek. He made important contributions in matrix theory, invariant theory, number theory, partition theory, reciprocant theory, geometry, and combinatorics. Wait, was he the one? He was. Uh, he went by Neo. <laughs> and, uh, well, that was the this or that. Good job. Wow. Wow, that was fun. Steve was Bannis, fun. everybody. freaks all night. All night. Oh, man. Okay, now I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Good Lord. (laughs) You can work together, and you can bring up freaks if you want to. But um, what's happening? I'm asking you questions now. They're pretty hard-hitting. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Do you have scratch paper? No. No. Okay. Right here. Here we go. Train these Chicago. (laughs) We have icebreakers. Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay. Now, I'm going to good news and bad news you, okay? (laughs) Freaks and Geeks is being picked back up but you can't be in it. Mm. You're a producer, and you're given the very serious task of recasting just your role. Who's the new you? Go. Who first? Here's why this is a near impossible Always question. Oh, you're stalling. Just answer Always the goddamn there. question. No, it's a near impossible question. I'll tell you why. Okay. You're one of a kind. We get it. No. They, <laughs> cast the show, when they cast the show initially, they were literally looking for unknown actors. They did not want a single recognizable face in the cast. But now you're famous, so it's going to be recast. Yes, Who I'm it? famous. I think you're thinking of James Franco. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was on that so Raven, Steve. Let's get your actors right. <laughs> you keep bringing Hey, you want to drop it's names? It's a ridiculous credit. Hey, you want to drop names? I was Mr. Comover on Nickelodeon, okay? <laughs> Anyone has kids, so Mr. Comover. So my answer then is actors that That's a horrible uh, answer. Know, nobody knows. All right, so fine. make up uh, a name. Jim Jeffries. Okay. There you go. I know that guy. You guys are nice playing. Job. That's nice totally job. you. I'm going to go with Dom DeLuise. Ooh. Can we go dead actors? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Dead Dom DeLuise. They'll come back for this. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. Miley Cyrus. <gasps> oh. Really? I think it's I a great know. choice. Who are we talking about? I guess you're you. Character. For you. Your own for you. character, I guess. But you are I'm going to change my answer to Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes, there you go. <laughs> That's thinking big, baby. You're being sassy, Sam. You're being sassy. Why not? Why not, right? There the you go. I listen. <laughs> Who would be the new Millie? <laughs> Who's the new Millie? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, wow. I would say Leah Michelle from Glee, but she's too bitchy. Yeah. Whoa! You do have an edge. You're not like your character at all. No, I actually have. A, I have really bad potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Potty mouth. Not help your Isn't that a conundrum? Bad potty mouth. Yeah, it totally is. Okay, you guys can work together on this one. Uh, a wizard has appeared and given you the opportunity to make an action movie. I wish for more wishes. No. <laughs> Not that kind of wizard. Right, all right, all right. He's got rules and a big hat. Uh, it's set in L.A., and one of the main characters has to own a roller rink. Other than that, it's up to you. So action movie, L.A. roller rink. What do you call it, and who is the action lead? Go. Hell on Wheels. It stars Bruce Willis. <laughs> nice. Tyne Daly. <laughs> Finally, the pair ring we've all been waiting for. <laughs> and uh, it's that chick from that uh, Elizabeth Mitchell. There you go. Whoa. Elizabeth I'll Mitchell. put her in anything. Uh. <laughs> you guys have a history of some I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Wheels of Thunder oh. with uh, Fred Gwen, Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis. <laughs> nice. Soft beat, but it works. Yes. <laughs> Kind of a Car 54 Monsters. Yes, <laughs> bringing back more dead actors. I'll go with Steve's. <laughs> probably what it's called. That's a safe bet. Probably what the voice is called. Porky's <laughs> uh, three. It's, a, it's another good option. Okay, guys, are you ready for this? Here we go. You have made an ogre very angry. Oh, Shrek! Boy. What? <laughs> 
Not Shrek. I guess it could be Shrek. Yeah. He has a dark side too, Millie. Um, your punishment. You called her is, Millie. Well, called she was Millie. being kind of Millie. She oh, was. <laughs> That's so Millie. That is so Millie. I'm just being Millie. Okay. <laughs> your punishment is either to agree to erase freaks and geeks from your life as an experience, or to surgically remove your pinky finger and give it to him as a charm for his necklace. Give him his pinky finger. Oh, give him I'll the go pinky, pinky finger every time. It's like in the Royal Tenenbaums, oh, yeah. how she had the wooden one. Yeah. Same thing. You want that. You kind of want that to happen. I kind of do. <laughs> I'll go pinky on that. Yeah. Question. What was oh, the no. first option? Oh. <laughs> pinky fingers grow back, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, no. I'll give him freaks and geeks. That's tails. That's your little tail. That, we all give up our pinky fingers. It was a great show. Absolutely. That was the right answer. 12 years, and these wonderful people are still coming into theaters to fill it up to see a bunch of us from the show. Quit. Are you kidding? I Quit. wouldn't give up anything for that. Quit applause grubbing, will you please? <laughs> How awesome are these people? They're the show's awesome. been canceled for awesome. a okay. decade. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You can't fill up a room this, with this many people with shows that are still on the air. But honestly, would you all be here if they are all missing their pinky fingers at this panel? That is a question. They would be, be in the freak weird, book. Right? All of a sudden. And then we'd know a little bit more. What yeah. if you had to erase it or give up one of your testicles, Sam? Ah, trick question. <laughs> I already had three. Ah, you got me. You are the devil. <laughs> and this is my last question. Have you guys ever met an Olsen twin? Both. <gasps> oh, wait, I knew that. No, but I, I was in back of them while they were trick-or-treating when I was younger. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. What were they dressed up wow. as? I can't remember. Yin and yang? <laughs> it was when I was like 14 or 15. We were in, I was in Toluca Lake just going trick-or-treating. They were trick-or-treating. Yeah, they, I think they They're lived just in like Toluca us. Lake. No, they in They're just zero. like us. Now, were they, were they, were they uh, overacting? I know that. <laughs> uh, that I know that. Sam, you dated both of them. Just give it up. You know you did. You know, quite frankly, I think that they were switching themselves out on me all the time. <laughs> kind of like a Moliere play. I would tell play. a story and I'd be like, remember that from last time we hung out? She'd be like, what? Huh? It should have been a movie. In fact, I think it was. I think that's the, be- the plot line of all the movies they were in. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Thank you, guys. Takes two. <laughs> were they so skinny even in their little costumes? Cast they your were, mind back. They were little babies. Oh. Oh, they oh. were babies. You couldn't figure out the skinny I mean, they were really literally, but like, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were pretty, yeah, whatever. The skinny people <laughs> so I don't care. Yes, you do. No, I, I don't. Tell. Oh, come on. Who cares? Your eyes are on fire right now, <laughs> The skinny thing you couldn't figure out about them until they were a little older, but what yeah. you could always tell is that they are tiny tiny little girls with little duck lips yeah they lips like <laughs> little ducks but they, they got like those little, hot and tot aprons like, I think they're like oh. Oh. I'm just kidding I don't know them four eight I can't be <laughs> I'm really sorry about that guys I love them this is probably the only time in the history of anything that somebody will say like hot and tot aprons and across you'll be like yes hot and tot aprons I'm on board sing <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That was a fun game. Yeah. What's, what other games you Let's got? Let's play more. Yeah, I want to play more <laughs> Bingo. Well, I with that. Okay, we have one thing that will take very little time. All right. Will you write things down? I'll write down? things down. Okay. Circumcised. We're going to... It's not... You said it would be quick. wrong. Ew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Natasha, can you give me a decade? Anyone that you like. Hmm. It's not going to be used against you. This is <laughs> Natasha, the questions are going to get harder. To say. <laughs> a decade is like a time in history of ten years. I, that's what my problem was. I couldn't think of what a decade was. <laughs> the 90s. Great. Okay. May I have a place, Sam? Chicago. Great. And an age? 23. Great. Major life event? Uh, losing your virginity. Oh, great. Okay. An organization. Like the... The NCAA. Great. Um, a singer? James Taylor. And a song? Dog days are over. And an adjective? Um, this is the worst game slippery. of Mad Libs ever. <laughs> now go. All right. Well, it was Mad Libs. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is your show, Mad Lib style. Freaks and Geeks, set in early 90s Chicago, centers on the tumultuous Weir family. 
The show's focus is Lindsay, a 23-year-old who's going through a losing your virginity. A straight-A student and a member of the school NCAA team. She's hit that point in adolescence where she's rebelling against her own good girl instincts, aligning herself with the freak crowd of rebels and losers. If Lindsay had a singing voice, it would be the one heard over the show's opening credits, James Taylor, bellowing his punk-inflected anthem, Dog Days Are Over. Knowing that a bad rep is one way even good, slippery kids can survive high school. That's Freaks and Geeks. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Steve Banos, Sarah Hagen, Sam Levine, Natasha Melnick. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. You're Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. We are indeed. Uh, you can get our podcast at popmyculturepodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming and thanks for listening. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>